Among the issues that define the American divide between so-called traditional and moral values versus greater tolerance for our many differences, also known as the culture wars, there are some really wacky controversies that stand out. The recent gas stove wars, the fabricated demands for litter boxes in public school bathrooms, the gender of the toy once called Mr. Potato Head, not to mention the controversy over woke lesbian M&Ms. But it would be a mistake to laugh these off as symbols of contemporary madness, especially when you recognize that on this very week about six decades ago, none other than the Federal Bureau of Investigation was called on to pass final judgment on the song Louie Louie. Sometimes declared the most famous rock song of all time, there are reportedly over 2,000 thousand cover versions, Louie Louie was first written and recorded by one Richard Berry and his band The Pharaohs in 1957. Based on a rendition of the tune El Loco Chacha, popularized by a Cuban band leader, it tells the first-person story of a Jamaican sailor returning to the island to see his lover. The song was popular enough until 1963 when it was recorded by a Portland, Oregon rock band called The Kingsmen, whose lead singer had just had the braces on his teeth retightened and had to awkwardly crane his neck in order for his voice to reach the recording studio's lone microphone. As a result, the lyrics were famously muddled. Opaque enough, apparently, for two high school students from Frankfurt, Indiana, to write a complaint to the state's governor about the song's filthy lyrics. The governor then sent an aide to a music store to buy the record. After playing it over and again at several speeds, he was convinced the lyrics might indeed be dirty and contacted the Federal Communications Commission. Within days, the recording was under investigation by the United States Postal Service, Robert Kennedy's Justice Department, and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Over the course of the next two years, the FBI gathered many versions of the putative lyrics to Louie Louie. They interviewed the man who wrote the song and officials of the record label that released the Kingsman's smash hit single. They turned the record over to the audio experts at the FBI laboratory who played and replayed Louie Louie at 78 RPM, 45 RPM, 33 and a third RPM, and even slower speeds in an effort to determine whether it was pornographic and, therefore, whether its sale was a violation of the federal interstate transportation of obscene material law. Which is not to say there weren't dirty lyrics to Louie Louie going around. They just weren't in the Kingsman's recording of the song. Long before the internet was used to circulate such things, high school kids scrawled notes on crumpled pieces of paper, which were passed from kid to kid and school to school. 
Rumors even abound that a set of dirty lyrics were compiled by the FBI itself in an effort to comprehend what they thought they might be hearing. The phony lyrics mimicked the cadence of the original lyrics exactly, and soon enough, the very idea became a kind of Rorschach test for dirty minds, people hearing exactly what they imagined they were hearing. I can't repeat them here, but you can Google them, and I promise they're as filthy as anything recorded recently by Snoop Dogg, Lady Gaga, or Outkast. Rock critic Dave Marsh wrote that the lyrics controversy reflected the country's infantile sexuality and ensured the song's eternal perpetuation. It influenced The Who, The Kinks, and countless punk bands. Radio stations air annual Louie Louie marathons, one station playing nothing but covers of Louie Louie for six straight days. Louie Louie has been arranged for marching bands, has won recognition in countless best-of-all-time rock song lists, and is the namesake of an annual Seattle Times Award for Bad Taste in the Pacific Northwest. As for that federal investigation, it was officially concluded on May the 17th, 1965, that the lyrics of Louie Louie were unintelligible at any speed, which of course accounts for most of those cultural complaints that occupy the national debate instead of real problems that need to be addressed. I'm Ira Wood, and that's my opinion.